Everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're on episode nine, which is kind of crazy that we're this far. Today I'm interviewing one of my good friends, Jalen, who I've known since uh, I was a freshman in high school, which is crazy. That was a long time ago. Um, he plays music like myself. He's a percussionist and he plays all sorts of stuff. He writes music as well. So we're going to talk about those kinds of things and uh, how he started out doing all of that. So hi, Jalen. Welcome. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to help. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to talk to people. So I'll just kind of do a little background. Like I said, uh, I met Jalen in high school, and we the reason we met, because he was a senior, so normally you wouldn't like meet people, but through music, I joined this thing called Black Music Ensemble, and Jalen was in that as well, and he was the other percussionist, so we worked together on that for, I think was in that for like three years that I was in it. And then we were in it together for that whole first year. And um, I'm wondering if you could tell us kind of how you started out playing percussion and playing music. Cause I know you've been playing for a while before then. When did you first get into that? All right. So we talked about music and how we're both involved in music and we like playing drums specifically, but you're also a rapper. And I mentioned we were both in BME, which is short for Black Music Ensemble. And we were talking about, just for the listener, we had some audio issues. So we talked about a few things already and a few things may be left out just because we've been having a lot of trouble. But Jalen is being a trooper and he is going to kind of tell us about some of the things that we've already chatted with, but you guys may not know yet. So we talked about one of our favorite memories of being in Black Music Ensemble. And Jalen, if yeah. you just want to tell them about it again. And we remember it's actually yeah. at the, it was at the union on campus for you know, the University of Wisconsin, Madison. Yeah, it was in the Memorial Union um, Theater. Mm-hmm. Theater, um, that is a great place to perform. Um, not too big of a stage. Nope. Um, great stage to be, you know, intimate with the crowd. and. He had a moment where I was able to rap one song and I was able to drum one song. I think I might have dropped the drum on the same song. I think and, so. Uh, oh, how's it going? I think so. I think it was uh, Anderson Pack, I believe yeah. is how you say it. I think it was his yeah, song. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was so fun. That was so fun. And we, we were able to get the crowd to clap and participate. Um. And I was able to enjoy that moment with the fellow VME members. And we were just all having a fun time. We were just all grooving and enjoying the song and enjoying the experience. And that was definitely one of my favorite moments yeah. of being a part of VME because we just all just had so much fun. Yeah, that was a good one. And I think we, I think you've probably played there a few different times. I only remember maybe one or two, I think it was called the play circle or something like that. And I like the setup of that um, venue as well, because it was like, you could see everybody, you could see everybody in the audience. Yeah. It wasn't like 
far um, for the listener, if you're picturing like a, a normal venue, you might think, okay, the farther back you go, people are higher up, but they're really level. This one, it was a tight space. And then the farther up the audience members were, they were up higher instead of back farther, if that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was real, it was personal. And it's kind of cool because that's my favorite kind of show to go to as an audience member. So get, so get to do it as a performer is a really cool opportunity. Yeah. You can really be really intimate with the, with the audience. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you mentioned rapping um, as well as playing percussion, which is a rare talent, by the way. Singing and playing drums is not an easy task. Uh, so you were telling us a little bit about, before we lost our audio, but Jalen was telling us about kind of his history with learning when he could rap and sing and write lyrics and stuff like that. Right. So I, I started like rapping at the age of five with my brother. And I eventually took it serious in fifth grade. And that's when I started writing songs. And I basically just been writing music um, since the fifth grade. Um, And just recording at the Boys and Girls Club on the south side of Madison. And that's where I was putting most of of my work in and just developing my skills. And then I would uh, post songs on SoundCloud. And then as far as singing, I think I got really um, started on that, like, kind of like a year or so, or just a little bit of time after I graduated high school. It's mainly when I started, like, singing a bit more and just got introduced to, after, you know, listening to people like Pilot the Creator and listening to um, Jay Cole and people that, um, incorporate singing within their songs. And I just started incorporating that into my songs and it just started making sense. And I've just been doing that ever since. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool that you started out with poems. Um, I think, I don't, I don't know how many people start out with that. I know I also have kind of learned to appreciate words and writing lyrics by starting out with poetry, that's that's really cool. Have you taken any of your original poetry that you started writing and put those into the songs that you've released? Um, not not from a long time ago, but on my project, I basically wrote poetry throughout the project to uh, uh, act as interludes between the song, um, just to give it, you know, a personal um, connection with. Uh, the theme of the project and a lot of people like that yeah yeah i was i was gonna uh get to your ep slash album that you put out which was awesome by the way i really enjoyed it and i'm glad that other people like those interludes i think interludes are a really fun part of music um so like we said you had a project and you mentioned earlier before we had our little audio mix up but jalen has been a part (laughs) of multiple groups uh, in high school, he was in Soul Men. He kind of started that project, and he was in jazz bands in high school. And then you've also worked with the group Super Friends, who started a really cool open mic that's been going on at different settings in Madison for I don't know how many years now. I think I've been going to them for about three. Uh, could you tell us how you first got involved with that group? Because I know they've been releasing a lot of new music as well. Yes, yes. Basically, um, after high school, 
Um, James and I, I had, uh, near my senior year, I think I was also started going to the library to record sometimes. And through that, I would bring my friend James. And then we also met two other guys called Tyler and Corey. And we had connected with them doing music and we started talking. And eventually, like a year later, we had did a show in Minnesota and we had just got so close and so connected within music and our personalities. We decided to create a group called Super Friends. And I actually went to Memorial in, um, my first, my freshman and sophomore year. And so we had friends that went to Memorial that also rapped and who also created music and they got a part of the group. And basically once we all came together, um, we created the group also. It's called Super Friends. And they, uh, we started rapping together. We started the uh, open mics at the Goodman Community Center. Hmm. And we started creating songs together. And um, they've just been performing and doing music ever since. Very cool. I was always curious about that connection because I know there's a lot of Madison musicians and people just kind of run into each other and make stuff. I love, for anybody who hasn't heard of them before, it's S-U-P-A Friends, Super Friends. Really fun to see live. Speaking of the open mics, I've attended some of them. I've attempted to perform at some of them, but they weren't my best work. But they always end the show with the group because it's kind of like they put it together and then everyone gets an opportunity to showcase their talents and show off the new music that they're working on. And then the group performs at the end. And they are so fun, so energetic. I love hearing each person go. It's It gives me almost uh, Brockhampton vibes for anyone who's heard of that group because they're a collective and everybody has something to bring, but it's all different. But then it all fits together to make one song and they do multiple songs, of course. But I think it's a really cool collective group of people. Yeah, and everybody that comes out makes it a really fun time. We have a lot of people that come out from different places mm-hmm. to the open mic. Yes. Um, and they really bring a lot of energy and they bring their friends. And it's really an open opportunity for artists to just come and just enjoy themselves and enjoy original work that people have put together. So that, that, that can be really fun. Yeah. Uh, and the energy is, is definitely very live. And it's expanded since I've first started going, I can't imagine, you know, if you were at the first one to what it is now, but it feels like every time I go, there's more people. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, definitely. We, we do a good word out, and it, when we tell people to put, put word out to their friends, they come through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really allows the, the show to grow, just people sharing it with people that they know and other artists, musicians, and even if you're not just your friends, to come out and enjoy something. Yeah, and be supportive. Um, so speaking yeah. of, you know, working with other musicians, like I've like we've talked about, you know, you've worked with a lot of people. What would you say yeah. is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned from working with different people? Yeah, um, let's see. 
I think from Wilder learning with Wilder, um, who was a great a great person to perform with, to learn from and practice with, is just that uh, the importance from listening to the other people that you're playing with. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away, and that I've also just made a practice of with playing with, with people as a drummer. Just uh, really listen to people so that you can help. Um, you can really help add to the song. And even if you're taken away, sometimes taken away can add to the song as well. Mm-hmm. And just listen to other people to be very self-aware and very, um, very connected with the music so that you know that you're creating something that sounds pleasant. That's one of the biggest things I've definitely taken away from my Wilder. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, That's sure. a good thing to take away. I mean, definitely when you're working with a lot of people or in collectives, it's important to, to listen. I mean, I know I've been in experiences where you can tell someone is not listening to anyone except for themselves, and it doesn't usually go well. So. Yeah. It can sound unpleasant, and it can turn into a... A match. Yes, for sure. I like that. Uh, Speaking of music and kind of more on the creating music side, like we said, you you play multiple instruments and your voice is your instrument as well. When you go about writing a song or creating a song, are you someone who starts with lyrics or do you start with an instrumental? uh, How Mm -hmm. how does that process work for you? Right. I usually start with an instrumental, or if I'm producing it, I start with the idea of an instrumental, mm-hmm. uh, a, a rhythm and a chord progression of something that um, that reflects how I feel about something. I start with that instrumental, and the lyrics are automatic to come with after that once I know the theme of, of what I'm talking about. Interesting. That's kind of cool. I think yeah. that's I think that's the drummer in you because you want to have like a you want to have a solid like foundation before you start putting things yes. together. Yes. Yeah. I definitely yeah. feel and, that. And also I'm just a very I'm a very like I go off of my ears and my ears are really responsible for how I feel and how I connect with music. When I when I hear things it allows me to really just feel good about the music and understand what I feel about the music. Right. Yeah, because you can even feel the instrumental, depending on like what key you're playing in or minor or major, you can get the kind of idea of, is this a sad song? Is this a happy song? How yep. do I want people to feel about it? Yeah. Yep. And I think music is an adventure. And... When I hear those things, I understand exactly where I'm going. And I like to know where I'm going. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for uh, sharing that. That's really, that's interesting. I like to hear how other people create, because I kind of like to pull from that sometimes, you know, because we all have our own process. Yeah. Very interesting. So speaking of your, your work, which everyone should check out, and I will link all of it in the description, you, you know, your name is Jalen, as we know, but you have a stage name as well, um, Protégé. Where, where did that come from? 
How did that come about? So this rapper, longtime rapper in Madison, when I was writing songs at the Boys and Girls Club, he used to call me Protege. <laughs> and um, I made that as my name on SoundCloud. And I just felt like it, it was just something that I really related with, that I really just had a lot of mentors that um, in, in hip hop and jazz and gospel, I had a lot of great mentors that helped me become the musician and artist that I am today. So it just made me feel really personal about Protege. And then eventually in high school, I added the pro to it because a lot of people just called me the pro mm -hmm. um, for short. And so it just, it just became Protege the pro. Yeah, I like that. It's cool. I think it suits yeah. you well. Some stage yeah. stage names are really complicated. Like I, you know, I yeah. use G Rice, so it's like, all right, perfect. You hear it, you know who you're talking about. Protege, you right. hear it, you know who we're talking about. Um, right. It's cool. It it works with you. And when they say it, and then you come out, you're like, oh yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. I've I've always been curious about that. I didn't know how that came about, but it's cool to hear stage name stories. And speaking yeah. of your music, you released, and do you consider it an album or an EP? I consider it an EP. Okay. Sure, sure. Like, it's definitely only, some people would call it an album, and mainly because I can only um, pose it as an album because it's like, it goes as 11 tracks because of the poem, mm -hmm. but it's really, it's really definitely an EP. And I hope to release a great album this year for sure that'll be that'll be awesome i'll be looking forward to that so your ep where did you record it and what was that process like like how long do you think it took you to record it starting from the mm -hmm. first day to when you know you put it out there yeah um i recorded it at the old place that solomon used to practice at it's this church on the east side like five minutes from East High School, and it's a church called um, Zion Community Center. Oh yes, yeah, I know where that is. Yep, yep, and it's a it's a nice small church. They had a, a nice size basement, and I set my recording equipment down there, and I started recording in about March, and I finished at about July. Huh? So let me say March, April, May, June, July. So I guess it took me five months. Mm -hmm. And um, that recording process, it was uh, a lot of just lonely, lonely nights and lonely days. of just going down there and just handling business and getting to work and just recording that and then going to work. And then... Um, going home and going back to the studio. So, that's, yeah, it that's was, very uh, cool. I, I eventually like, decorated the place up and put some light, light in it. Nice. Vibes in it. And I was just in there just working on it and just getting in my zone and just having a good time by myself. That's super cool. I didn't even know. I'm, I don't want to disclose my place of residence, but I am near that place, so that's kind of cool that that's where you courted it. Very interesting. Yeah. Kind of nice that you yeah, had your own 
yeah, that you had like your own space. Yeah, and I had great memories of practicing the zoning in that space. And so to be able to deliver a, a project in that space was, uh, was very heartfelt as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And for our listener that hasn't heard any of your music, do you have, I know it's probably hard when you have a lot of songs, but do you have a favorite song from that EP that you think if someone hasn't heard anything about you and this podcast is their first time hearing, you know, about everything that you're all about, what should they listen to first? Yeah, I would say On Deck is my favorite, personally, off of that project. I think it has the most energy. I think it was a really fun, upbeat song, and I think it was it, it was uh, nice giving, giving shout-outs and love to, you know, the people that supported me and just feeling like taking on the mantle. It, it kind of felt like just of a song that just says that, you know, um, I'm next in line to just do great things and represent greatness for the culture of hip-hop. That's a, I like that. So check that out. That's on deck, everybody, on his album. And, and I'll link, you know, I'll link that all down so you can, everybody can check it out. So as we get closer to wrapping up the pod, um, I I like to know about this, especially with musicians, because like we said, you play a lot of instruments and, you know, you played saxophone in middle school. Is there any instrument that you haven't picked up yet that you think, you know, I really want to learn that? Yeah. Um, I plan to mainly pick up, I have a bass guitar in my room right now as we speak. And so I think the main tool that I want to capture on is bass guitar and like regular guitar as well. Acoustic guitar and electric guitar. Yeah. So that's that's technically three. Uh, I think those, those would be a great thing to add on to my element, especially as I produce for myself more and more and produce for other people too yeah definitely those are good ones good ones to have I actually picked up bass in September so I'm still fairly new but it's a it's a cool instrument and you don't think about how heavy it is (laughs) until you're playing it (laughs) because people who play bass especially in like rock and roll bands they just they look so cool and like laid back and they're like finger drum you know playing and everything and and they look super chill. And then I have it on for nine minutes. And I'm like, oh, my back. I feel like an old lady. <laughs> yeah. You suddenly got to be in good shape to play today. You really do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome one. I'll be interested to see uh, where you go with that. Because that's a that's a cool one. And it's uh, yeah. it adds a lot of depth to songs, I think. Just having a funky bass line in a song. I like to, even as a drummer, I almost, sometimes I drum the bass line when I'm listening to a song. If it's really good. Right, and growing up, I, I learned that bass was, was was like the main instrument that connects the the drum mm-hmm. uh, directly because it's a part of the rhythm section. Definitely, that's cool. You'll have to keep everybody, you know, updated on that process. I definitely will. Learning all that stuff. I like to ask everybody this before they end. Do you have any advice for the listener? It can be you know, professionally, personally, something you heard recently that stood out to you? Just any piece of advice that you'd like to leave with them? That's a great question. Thank you. (laughs) Any advice? 
Focus on what you truly, what you desire most out of life. Focus on that. And if you don't understand what that is, then take some time to reflect and try to understand that for yourself. And I feel like if you do what it takes to achieve what you desire most in life, then no matter what happens, you'll be able to live in peace. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's just the main thing of what I got to say. That's good advice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Not like anything anyone's ever said before. I, I love every guest has said something really unique and insightful. I like that. That's a good, good piece of advice. You can do for yourself. Sure, for sure. So the last thing we do on all our podcasts is I am going to give you a quote, and then you get two guesses to guess who said it. Now, sadly, you don't win anything, but you do get a chance to show off your quote-knowing skills for the audience. So here's my quote. Do you know why they call a drummer seat a throne? Because drummers are kings and queens. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea who said that. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it is Ed Thigpen. Oh, uh, snap, I wouldn't have been able to figure that out. Is that a quote again? Yeah, it's, do you know why they call a drummer seat a throne? Because drummers are kings and queens. Yeah, that is, that is perfect. I know, I yeah. thought that'd be perfect for us since, you know, guy-gal drummers. And that's what we have to do, because I have a shirt on right now that says king. Oh, that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah. It's definitely implied. Uh, we are definitely kings and queens, right? I love that. That's a perfect. That is like the perfect ending and on a strong note. So for anybody right. listening out there, if you feel like you need to pick up a new instrument, this is your sign that you should start drumming or pick something up and learn it. You're already, you know, you're probably already a king, queen, or anything in between, or nothing like that at all, but it could be a fun, fun new thing to do. Yeah. Indeed. Well, I just want to thank you again, Jalen, for being on the podcast, and thank you for bearing with all of the audio issues. He's been very patient, and I appreciate it. No problem at all, Grace. Thank you, thank you for having me and inviting me to come through. Of course. It's always good to catch up. Yes, definitely. And listener, I will put all of Jalen's stuff in the description so you can listen to his music and check out all the projects that he has been working on. Thank you all for listening to episode nine. We are almost done with season one. I really appreciate everybody uh, listening and I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. And I hope that you won't be too sad when season one is over. But don't worry, there will be more. So just continue to wear a mask, stay safe, uh, be kind to yourself, and listen to Jalen's music. All right, toodles.